I am too, because God just shifted everything. I mean, he just, man, how's everybody doing? Good to see y'all family. Amen, family? I ain't saying no family friend. We all family. This is awesome. Family. Glory to God. I see all the, everybody got their tabernacle. It's a coats out there, the tents and everything ready to tabernacle with God. Amen. Jesus, my goodness. Did did that affect y'all? Did y'all hear the word, the living word just now? Y'all heard that? Go back and read that. I mean, he loves his church so much. The church has to wake up. They have to wake up. I'm just saying, Mel, I'm going to try to sit down, but this thing is just, I mean, <laughs> to hear, I mean, I, I just want to know God is in this place. He told me to sit down. God is in this place. He's with his people, and he really cares about us, and he really wants us to be online, on point with his teaching. And we don't, it's not, it's no room for error. It doesn't have to be error, because he gave you his word. There's no error in him. We're just not in him. We're, we don't have his real, we don't have the full canton of scripture. Oh my God. Wow. The word of God is so amazing. So amazing. I just want to know when you hear the word of God as believers, what do you feel? Amen. What does That's the what word do to you as a believer when you hear the word of God? How do you feel? And what does it do to you? He's talking to you. Because it's just like Jeremiah said to oh, me. Go ahead. It's like fire truly shut up in my bones. And if you on fire, you gonna be, you gonna sit down. You gonna be moving off. Okay, tuck and roll. You gonna do something. I'm it yeah. was an expression. His best way of really describing to us when he experienced God, it's like fire shut up in his bones. And I know in the natural, when the person's in any type of pain and, and you have a bad toothache or someone has something, some kind of disease, it's all the way to the bone, the marrow of the person. How it's, it just goes completely through the entirety of the person. They're consumed with that sense of pain. But in this case, it's not pain. It's an undescribable joy. You can't describe so Jeremiah said, I'm going to just let you in on how it makes me feel. These are the only words I got when I to articulate and experience Amen. the word of God. It's like fire, fire shut up in my bones. Not fire. I'm on fire. But fire is within me. That's that consuming fire. He is <laughs> exactly. a consuming fire, the Bible says. And he'll burn away all those impurities. Glory to God. Let that let that stuff rise to the top that's supposed to be there. 
the word of God, it would not, they were reading the Holy Scripture. It was, he bring you where he's at. Confirmation, He take everything. you out of time and you in eternity. You get to experience his life while you're yet still in time. And you can't explain. My heart was leaping. I wanted to scream. I wanted to dance. It makes you just want to do some radical stuff when you hear the word of God. When you hear the word of God, you want to do something radical. You sure do. Or you should. For those who are believers. It's no way you can just sit and contain yourself <laughs> because you're, when you hear the word of God, you're not yourself anymore. You have made contact with his word like truth. Amen. This is why he said, don't quench the Holy Spirit. He's doing so that. when you resist hearing the word of God, this is why you can't respond to the word of God because you have resisted him. Hmm. And he's not like fire that's shut up in your bones. Rather, he becomes a reproach to you. This is why we should receive and embrace the word of God. It's, it's just so awesome. I'm, I just got to you know, get into our teaching, but I know for me, I can never get enough of him. I was sitting there, I said, Lord, if I could just get past whatever this sinus stuff going on with me and nose running, all this crazy stuff while, you know, we were in prayer. I said, Lord, I just want to get through it. I, I want to be able to fully communicate without any interruption what you have to say today. And it stopped. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Glory to it God. It stopped. Man, that's I a miracle. Just, I just, it is. That Amen. is a miracle. Um, wow. I'm still with joy. I see what I, you're saying. I, I, that was in you. Yes. I didn't even know. Uh, well, what's written? Yeah. You always want to get confirmation of his word. He gave confirmation in the prayer and in both scriptures yes. of what was going on. Mm -hmm. See, see, this ministry not only that, but we're called mm -hmm. to prayer. Jesus, Jesus. This is the this this is how you really define a ministry. It's his prayer life. Mm -hmm. mm. Before we begin. I want to talk to you about faith really quick. Go ahead. And maybe this will be something we always do, just to remind you what faith really should be and how you should be utilizing faith. Mm -hmm. Faith, first off, it has a body. Faith has a body. Mm -hmm. This is how a believer receives from eternity, by faith. We don't live by sight, we live by faith, what we can't see. Faith is embodied by his spirit, by God's spirit. And it causes you to be able to see spiritually. It causes you to have hands spiritually and you can touch what is not manifested. You can actually touch with faith. Faith has a body. 
Faith has senses, just like the five senses that you have naturally. Spiritually, you have senses. This has to become a reality to you because otherwise you can still live as the old man. You won't be able to take hold and grasp the word of God because you're trying to do it with your natural ears. It's by the hand of faith that you hear. You have to take hold of the word of God by faith to hear the word of God. He allows you to see spiritually what is not there. This is why you won't be so upset and dismayed when things don't happen when you want them to happen because you can see afar off. Amen. He allows you to see into eternity. Faith, it has a body. And it wants to embody you. Just want to give you that because this is how you're going to continue to really learn and grow in the things of God. And you won't be experiencing the same things and troubles and trials and tribulations all the time, the same ones. And the only reason that you are is because you have not allowed faith to embody you. Mm -hmm. Faith comes in and it takes your form. This is another teaching. It is. It sure is. <laughs> because start it right today now. <laughs> is part five of our identification with Christ, the twofold oneness. But from Holy Spirit, there's a pushing and urging to allow you and inform you that you need to be embodied by faith. Think about your life right now for a moment before we really go into this teaching. How you're seeing and how you're hearing and how you are responding to what you're seeing and hearing and touching. It's mm. reckless, reckless, he says. It's reckless. And, and, what, and a, different, a lot of different things is going on during prayer and worship. And during worship, I heard Fee say, save me. What was it? I, uh, keep me. Mm. Keep me. Mm -hmm. I heard her say, keep me. And that was a very deep request. It's a place to where what I see and what I know naturally, mm. I don't want to respond to. That's good. Keep me. Keep me to be led by the Spirit. Keep me in my right mind, my spiritual mind. Mm. Keep me in the proper place with you. Because my natural eyes and my natural ears, all of my natural senses is causing me to be provoked to walk in my carnal state again. That Keep me. It's a powerful prayer. Amen. Two words. These are, see, and, and, and just through those two words, I was hearing what the Father was saying and how he desires to keep us. When you get to a place of total despair, this is what you say. Mm. Keep me. Mm, mm, mm. There's, a, there's volumes of words in, that, in those two words, keep me. I don't know the right decision to make. 
I don't want to make a decision without you. Keep me. Everything I put my hands on, it fails. Keep me. My mind wants to make its own decisions. Keep my mind to be in perfect peace. In the middle of chaos. And all what does not seem right, keep. And I saw her being put in the place of security. Amen. A place of protection, Dave. A secret place. I saw she, I don't know if she realized all what she said and what he did when she said it. But he put her into a place of, it was a rescue call. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. It was a rescue call, and he came quickly. In the spirit, you didn't see it, but he came quickly to rescue her. And he put her in a place of security, out of the reach of the hands of the enemy. So in a vulnerable state that we all get in, we all get into a place of being vulnerable to be tempted by the enemy. But he quickly rescued her and put her in a place of security and protection from herself and from the adversary. So let's talk about our adversary. Hasatan. <laughs> Hasatan, Satan. That's his name. We're talking about our identification with Christ, the twofold oneness, just to remind you that twofold oneness is his oneness with our sin on the cross and our oneness with him in his glory on the throne. In our last teaching, we studied the new creation connection with Christ, uh, how we have died with him, buried with him, crucified with him, suffered and alive and made righteous with him. Now today we'll be discussing how we conquered Satan with him. Mm -mm. How we conquered Satan with him. Yes, you. That is something else. First of all, we have to believe <laughs> that Satan exists. Mm. The Bible clearly outlines who Satan is and how he works. Clearly. But we still, somewhere in our mind, don't believe he exists. And he is your ultimate enemy. You don't have an enemy that can be compared to who he is and what he can do in your life if you permit and allow him to. <laughs> and by not thinking about him, mm -hmm. don't make him not exist. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's good, yeah. And I think, and not that we gotta meditate on him and all that, but you should know your enemy. That's right. You know you. You should know him. The Bible wants us to know him. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches us how to deal with him. He has a lot of names. He sure does. Satan has a lot of names. He, he come in a lot of different forms in our life. And if you think about your life briefly, up to this point, how he has come in and brought so much destruction and chaos. Think about it. 
and how you were afflicted, your mind, your body, the people around you. But God has provided victory because he, he conquered Satan and we conquered Satan with him. This is and has been the greatest event in eternity that we conquered Satan with Christ. That is the greatest event mm. that happened in eternity. And it's the, it is the least valued part of our victory. We don't value what we've done or what was done with Christ when he conquered Satan. Because he's not real a reality for us, even though you can feel the havoc that he's placed on your life. A lot of times we feel that it's just our choices. It was a generation, it was my family, it was you know, my experience, it, it was this, it was that. Mm -hmm. But Satan is a destroyer. That was a destroyer of worlds. Yes, nations. This is what he, a majority of his purpose is to destroy your purpose and who God has called you to be. Your image, how you see yourself. This is why he is the accuser of the brethren. Day he accuses night. you. Day and night. And it's really, you find yourself talking bad about yourself. But it's the enemy. He's accusing you. Or not even forgiving yourself. All that. Because he is, the, he is not merciful. Relentless. He's the unmerciful one. Relentless. He shows you no mercy. Not even when you team up with him. Our victory with conquering Satan, it continues to echo. Our victory, it continues to echo. Our victory of conquering Satan when Jesus died on the cross is forever sounding around the world. It's a perpetual sound of victory. It's a perpetual sound of victory. You are a success. You are a victor. But you keep hearing the accuser. You keep listening to the accuser about your life. Remember what happened to you? Remember those people? How you're living, your life, your situation, your circumstance. He's accusing you. He's telling you you're poor. He's telling you you're sick. When the word of God says the opposite, you are rich. You are prosperous people. You are healthy. But the enemy says you are sick. And you agree and you say because you have symptoms. So you take on the symptoms and then it manifests into the actual disease. 
we have the advantage over the enemy and, and dominion over him because mm. of what was wrought through the cross. Mm. Satan demise has given every believer the position of mastery over him. His demise has already done that in over fear because this is something that's very crippling to the body of Christ, fear. You have fear if I die. Mm. Am I gonna die? When I'm gonna die? Fear. You have fear of death. You have fear that you're not gonna be successful in something. You have fear that you're gonna lose your house, your car. You have fear. Fear that my relationship is not gonna work all right. Fear. We have fear of a lot of things in life. But this has been conquered with the demise of Satan. Death itself now will have to surrender to you because you have overcome death through Christ. But that's not real to us. Defeat and failure have to submit to you. It's under your submission. Defeat it. Mm. There's no failure in you, but you listen to the accuser. He tell you you're gonna lose before you start. That way you won't start. Right, because he brings fear. Mm -hmm. You're afraid that if I do this, it's not gonna work. You lose before you start. Mm. Defeat is under the delegated power and authority that God has given you. Defeat, fee. Of what is looking like is not going to work out. It's under the delegated power and authority that you have. You just need to administer your power. Administer your power. It's one thing to be in rulership and you don't rule. Mm. You're the king and you're not taking dominion. You're not decreeing and declaring mm. what direction you want your life to go. Mm -mm. silent. You have rule and reign, but you won't decree and declare. From the right hand side of the Father. Um, See? Mm -hmm. two, two things. Mm -hmm. One, um, just about what you just said, is that possibly because you have no sight, you know, spiritual sight? And the earlier part was mm -hmm. um, about conquering. I think up until this point I had the wrong um, understanding of even what that word meant. Mm -hmm. Conquer in my mind, right. I was thinking that. If I conquered it, it would go away. But it doesn't seem like because we can't think that we conquered the enemy because the enemy is still out in the loose and mm -hmm. causing havoc. Mm -hmm. um, so is conquer the meaning or definition of conquer simply to put under? Because I was thinking it was, you know, they would, you conquer something. It, it With God, things is always a matter of, it's like, you looking, it's a, it's a matter of that it's by faith mm -hmm. 
that is already defeated, even though in my daily walk, I am still administering my power and authority against the enemy uh, simply by resisting him. See, but we think it's a really huge fight of conquering. It is, it's already done because you just, by your resistance, he's not even a threat. There's not even a fight if you resist. How about just saying no? Is that, is that a fight? Is there a fight by you just saying no? When you say no, you won. When you say no, you're confirming that he's conquered. When you say no, when you resist the enemy, you are confirming that he's already conquered because he has been already before the foundation of the earth. David? Hmm? So resistance is just simply saying no. No. Resisting temp he is the tempter. It said resisted over and he will do what? But growing up in the Pentecostal church with my dad, resisting the devil was something totally deeper. Like you had to know your spiritual warfare, tactical attack stuff, and it was like so resisting this always seemed so complicated. Well, but well I never saw it as just simply saying no. I think the problem when it comes to resisting because who you submit to, as I say, operates through you. Mm-hmm. And if you have um, not allowed Holy Spirit to operate through you, you're not going to be able to resist the devil. So who you operate, listen, who you submit to is going to operate through you. So you can't resist him if you're still bound with it. If you still want to have a a little corner pocket of looking at pornography, you're not going to resist him. I'm going to be real with you. You're not going to be resistant because you have not submitted to God. That's why you can't resist him because you haven't submitted to the higher authority. Amen. That's so, I mean, this is, this is what is the problem because, it, you know, you resist. I ain't submitted to God, so how am I going to resist the devil? That's right. That's so awesome. How am I going to resist him if I'm still wanting to do what I want to do? I'm not going to resist the devil. <laughs> Thus, he's going to operate through me. That's, that's awesome, Pastor. I mean, do y'all get it? I got to bring it down to where we at. If I want to stop something, then I'm not going to do it unless I'm submitted to God. If I am submitted to God, then it has to come. It, it cannot operate through me. It has That's to come excellent. under now. That's excellent. Because not only will you resist or should resist Satan, but resist your flesh. That's what he's operating through. Because you can't submit. When you don't submit to God, as Pastor said, you... You now find yourself submitting to your flesh and also the enemy. That's not hard, y'all. That's the key. Just choose to submit to God. If you choose to submit to him. And see, can't you please me, Pastor? Because you know why? As my husband, when you submit it to God. That pleases you. It's going to please me. We we ain't got all that stuff in between. Submitting to your flesh. That's right. So I'm going to do the will of the Father when it comes concerning you. Because my relationship with him is right. It's mm. got to be right with her. Mm. Hold on. Because of my relationship to him, it's got to be right with yeah. her. 
And if hers is the same way, hers got to be right with me. So we ain't going to have no middle ground. We got to meet middle ground. Yeah. Now I'm going all the way over and you coming all the way over. Oh, Jesus, Lord. Ain't no middle ground. <laughs> I'll meet you halfway. That means I'm only giving you half of what I really should be giving you. That's right. That's right. Mean, 50 50. Now, you, what about the other 50% you ain't getting? Jesus. It's supposed to be 100 100. Wow. That's all. We want, we want to start mm. using numbers. Listen, it's not that hard to bring that flesh under if you're submitted to God. This is what our problem is. And you, you ain't submitting to the person next to you. It's hard. How are you going to submit to God? That's true. Amen. No? Put the person aside and submit to God. Yes. You'll be, this person, y'all don't have to worry about submitting to each other. Mm. If you sub, both y'all submitted to God. Mm. You, you, if you submit to God when that temptation come, and it's going to come, the temptation is not the sin, but the follow-through is. Wow. The temptation, oh, I, oh, I, I look, I shouldn't, the, the temptation, now don't go over there and talk. Don't go over there and start uh, witnessing to her <laughs> or him. <laughs> false witness. But that's what they do. That's false witness. That's false witness. <laughs> I'm being honest, I'm making light, but that's what happens. Yeah. It, that's what happens. It's saying, it, Hey, listen, mm. submit to God. Mm. Then mm. it says, perfect love cast out all fear. Amen. If you just, what our problem is, the church is not submitted to God. That's why you can't submit to your wife or your husband, because mm. you're not submitted to God. Yes, sir. That makes, that makes a lot of good sense, because submission, following what he wants you to do, mm -hmm. his will. Mm-hmm. Protect your eyes and your There you go. There you go. That's right. I know that. And if you really, <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Because that was my approach as well. And I, 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 you're not going to submit to God if you don't have a fear of God. So we can go a little bit deeper. You're not going to submit to God. And you can go a little deeper than that. Go ahead. Is that? If you're your own God, that, that's okay. why you can't submit to there God. There you go. Well, because you are your own God. There you go. God, and you have no need for him. There you go. You have no need. <laughs> so this is what's really going on. So you got to look at saying, your life. You do what you want to do. You are your God. If you're submitted to God, you're going to do everything that's pleasing to him. Listen, from loving to tithing. <laughs> if, you, if you really are submitted to God. So I'm going to find out what me. Let me go around this corner. Maybe this is not what it meant now. And let me try this. And, you know, all that. We do all these type of things. Just submit. But you're not going to submit to them if you don't love them. You're going to just submit to a stranger. You don't even know them. You don't. You know, that's why you ain't submitting to God because you don't know them. Maybe not. We're going to talk about really. Not saying y'all. A I'm few just of the characteristics of Satan. He's a tempter. He's considered to be the wicked one. Accuser of the brethren, an angel of light. Mm -mm. I want to really talk about That's Lucifer. those few characteristics of Satan. Because of all the other names that he has, or a way to describe who he is, these one, two, three, four things actually really is what he used against, strongly against the believer. Tempts you. He tempts you to come out of the word of God and come back into the world. 
He is the tempter. He's the wicked one. He twists everything. Mm. That's what wicked means, twisted. He twists what is wrong to look right. And in a fool's eyes, in his own thoughts, they're always right. Mm. And he think he have great ideals. He said, this is a good plan. Mm. <laughs> this makes a lot of sense. Why not do this and why not do that? <laughs> Without the counsel of God, he is a fool in his own eyes. But a God. We talked about the accuser. It's always bring up to you your flaws. He used your weakness to accuse you. Mm. Mm. He finds a time that you're very vulnerable in your life and what you're going through, and he starts to accuse you even through the word of God. Yep. He brings you to a place of condemnation. This is the weapon that he beats you with the most. Condemnation. The law of the word of God. He beats you with that. And so that's why you can't find yourself coming back to him because you've been beat up so much by condemnation. Mm. Guilt. Guilt. I did wrong and I can't seem to get it right. He accuses you of that. The angel of light, the angel of light is this. He come as if he is the truth. There you go. And he deceived you. He deceived you not through people of the world, but he deceived you through other men and women of God. He is the great deceiver, but he come in the form of an angel of light. Mm-hmm. And then his ministers as well have been disguised as angel of light. Mm. Keep in mind, Satan delights in deceiving God's people. He desires your worship. Mm. This is why you can't worship. This is why you find it hard to worship to God. He get you to not stand up and clap your hands and Say how good God is. And when you don't do that, you're worshiping him. <coughs> he desires for you to be tired. And don't feel like opening up your mouth and declaring God's goodness. He desires for you to be angry and upset. And so the love of God can't flow through you because now he or she is worshiping me. He desires for your body to be afflicted. So you can't worship mm. God. And what you end up doing is worshiping your sickness. Mm. And he finds you back and puts you back in a place of worshiping him. That's good. He desires to falsify the truth. He does this through the word of God. This is why you have to become students of the word of God. Because he uses the word against you. 
He tried to do that with Jesus. And when he was led in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Apostle John says this. Consider. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's my scripture right there. Again, Apostle John said, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. For what purpose? For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. For this purpose, the Son of God was revealed. Mm -hmm. For the purpose that he might destroy the works of the devil. I think, Darius, did you add? Okay. We're going to our, our foundation scripture here. We're talking about Conquering Satan with Christ. Colossians 2, verse 14 through 15, amplified. And it reads, Having counseled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note bond with its legal decrees and demands, which was enforced and stood against us, hostile to us. This note with its regulation, decrees, and demands he set aside and cleared completely out of the way by nailing it to his cross. God disarmed the principalities and power that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them and triumphing over them in him and in it the cross. So what happened in Colossians? He's saying here, I have counseled and and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note bond. What's that? Mm -hmm. The law. I have counseled and blotted out the decree of the law of sin and death that is hostile against you. That's good. And your name was signed and written on it. Your name was on the law of sin and death. Mm. I have blotted out and counseled it with my life. Well, sin really did something. Mm -hmm. mm. On the cross, he did this. He counseled your debt of eternal damnation when he wiped out and removed the decree and declare over your life. And this was done in the death and his crucifixion on the cross. God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display. This is kind of what was done in, in the, when the Roman Empire, what would happen is that when they had a defeated foe, what they would do to show that they had the victory over their defeated foe, not only with people that would cut off their heads, but they would strip them from all of their Vester in their armor and drag them through the street behind them, showing them to be out in open shame that I have disarmed mm. my enemy. Mm. He said, this is what I have done for you. Mm. And it's in comparison as to what they did to him. They drug him through the streets in the city. And they martyred him, and, 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 and they, they, they beat him, and they, and they tore his clothes. He was naked. 
And this is what you do to your enemy. You strip them from all of you, disrobe them. You humiliate them in front of others. Not only are you, I'm going to show that I, I've killed you, but I'm going to humiliate you throughout the city. Publicly put you on display of shame and humiliation. This is what was done to Christ. But when Christ was crucified and his death, this is what he did to Satan. This is what you did with him when Satan was conquered. Pepper? Yeah, I've got a question. I'm not a question, but I'm just going to make an observation here. So when he died on that cross, and we do Romans 10, 9, I meant the penalty was paid. I'm just trying mm -hmm. to make sure they all get it. Mm -hmm. And so if you died, then you would die and there'd be total separation from you and the Father. Mm -hmm. But by you receiving him in your heart and salvation, now if you die, and all of you are going to one day, that means I, I still defeat it because now I can be with him eternally how he purposed it. Amen. So I have conquered, even though I'm going to die, and we talk about what conquer meant, I did conquer death because that's total separation from God. Amen. So now I don't have that, even though this flesh would die, but my spirit will always be with him, not separate from him. Mm -hmm. So it's important to really understand that, yep, you did conquer death, even though you're going to die. But you're going to be but you're going to be reigning and ruling with him for eternities mm -hmm. that are eternally separated from him forever. Mm -hmm. No chance ever to get back. That's death. So this body's going to pass, but you're going to get a new one. Anyway, I just wanted to yeah. make sure we, mm -hmm. that was just, when we just don't get it when, he, when you are saved. Then you're going to be healed because of that curse of the law of sin and death. Right. Even though I may have, I mean, it looked like I perished. My body may perish mm -hmm. from a sickness, but yep. I've conquered death. That's I've right. conquered disease. Yes. When I'm with him, it's not mm -hmm. going to be there because that's who I really am. That's where I'm really supposed to be. That's the real time zone. That's right. Not Amen. this. This is temporary. Amen. But we, we're so hooked in on this life. That's right. Mm -hmm. Man. That's why we have such a fear of yeah, death. Of because death. we, this is our life. Yep. I'm going to leave my loved one. But if you get saved and your family gets mm -hmm. saved, I'm mm -hmm. going to be with you for eternity. That's right. That's why it's so important for us to witness our family. But you can't see that if you're living mm -hmm. just for now versus living for eternity. Just to let you know what the law of sin and death, the magnitude of it, and, and how it's really described, it's described as merc merciless, mm. ruthless, severe, unforgiving, brutal, inhumane, and barbaric, sadistic tyrant. Good God. The law of sin and death. death. Violent. Yes, it is. <laughs> and this is what has been now abolishing Remove far away from you. So now you can rejoice. Amen. I'm just saying. You'll be praising them if you really understood that. If that was really revealed to you, you'll be rejoicing. Yes, because if you think that this is what you are under, something that is ruthless, merciless, mm. severe, unforgiving, brutal, inhumane, inhumane, and barbaric, sadistic, tyrant. 
If you're under that. Torment. Jesus. Think about just being under Hitler. Oh, Sharia. Yeah. Sharia law. Think about that. Mm. If you were under that type of law. It's coming to America. Supporting scripture, Isaiah 14, verse 12 through 19. And again, this is to really confirm that we have conquered Satan with Christ. Glory. Isaiah 14, 12 through 19. 12. How have you fallen from heaven, O light bearer? And day star. Mm. That star, they call him the morning star. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that a little later. Son of the morning, how you have been cut down to the ground, you who weakened and laid low the nation, O blasphemous satanic king of Babylon. Okay. And you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Mm. I will set upon the mount of assembly in the utmost, in the uttermost north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Mm. Yet you shall be brought down to shallow Hades, to the innermost recesses of the pit, the region of the dead. Mm. Those who... Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world like a wilderness and overthrew its city, who would not permit his prisoner to return home? All the kings of the nation, all of them lie sleeping in glorious array, each one in his own scepter. But you are cast away from your tomb like a loathed growth of premature birth wow. or an abominable branch of the family and like the remnant of the slain and you are clothed with the slain, those thrust through with the sword who go down to the stones of the pit into which caucuses are thrown mm-hmm. like a dead body trotting underfoot. This confirms that he has been conquered. This is a prophecy that he has been conquered. So this is just a reassurance that he has been conquered. We are the successor. We are the master over Satan. And all of his works are in our lives. But those who trust in him and God will not fear Satan. But those who do not believe and trust and rely on God, these are the people who will have fear and dread to overtake them. Mm. You have fear about everything in your life when you don't believe and trust and rely on God as a believer. Even if it looks bad. Amen. That's a very valid and real strong point, mm-hmm. Pastor, is that mm-hmm. even when it looks bad, that's, when, that's what causes us now to fully embody our faith and see and hear and experience eternity while we're in time. Amen. I don't think it could be 
better illustrated as Stephen when he was being killed mm -hmm. in the midst of being killed, mm -hmm. looked up and saw the heavens open up and he saw the king. Mm -hmm. I mean, while he's being killed, while he's being stoned. He, I mean, he endured to the end, end. and he saw. Mm -hmm. And what's, what I just, this is so awesome to me mm -hmm. is that it was able, he wrote it down. This is written by um, Paul. And we were able, no, uh, Luke. Mm -hmm. we, they recorded it so we could actually gleam upon that. Amen, yes. When times are hard. Mm -hmm. That we can open up the scripture and yes. see his faith and see what he mm -hmm. did. And he was being stoned. Your yeah. lights is getting yeah. cut off. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. Yes. We 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 don't put it in the mm. right perspective. Right. right. Yeah. He was being killed. Mm. Yet he still mm. was in faith because he saw the Lord. Yes. And we don't see we we don't see that it's been it's in there for us to go back and look at it and glean from that and say it's not that bad. It's somebody else that's worse off than me right now. Yeah, Holy Spirit, just speak to him. She's writing us down. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, this is how we don't see it. Amen. That's in there for you. Amen. Oh, you don't know what's in there because you ain't read it. You got to go to the book, as they say. Wow. You got to go to the to the scroll so you can see how to listen. How do I respond when it's when it's like this? Yeah. How do I respond? Amen. Oh God. That's when you said that it. Just, it just took me to a place and where we all have to be at is that God has to be all that matters. He has to be in your life all that matters. All. Not some things that matter, but all things that matters. It can't be your children, it can't be your job, it can't be your spouse, it can't be materialistic things. And because it is, you can't see with the eyes of God. Yep. You cannot it. see with the eyes of God that he is all that matters. Mm -hmm. What you're going through, it doesn't matter. Can you believe that? They're <laughs> <laughs> hey, booking on that one now. Mom, I, I, Mom, I mean, that what just messed you, you up. What I'm, what I'm going through, you telling me that doesn't matter? They're trying to say, how can you say that? Isn't it, you know how she can say that? Because it's who she know. Think about it. What you've been through or currently going through, it doesn't matter. Can you say that, okay, I'm faced now with, you know, the doctor telling me there's, you know, I have some, you know, fatal disease. You got three months to live. And I'm to say it doesn't matter. Could you say to him, it doesn't matter. I actually was going on the surgery some years back, and you know how the doctors tell you before you go under, uh, before you, you know, they, you know, get yep. you out and go to sleep. And I was like, he had, you know, all what could be side effects and all these other things and what could happen. I stopped him the day before he got going good. <laughs> I said, what you do is your job and wheel me into surgery. I, I cut them off. Don't I don't speak over me. Don't decree any negative things or side effects that could happen to me. What you're gonna do is wheel me on to the operation room. What you're gonna do? 
And I cut, I cut them off. She you're did. not going to speak. I'm sitting right You're there. not going to speak death over me. You're not going to speak complications over me. And so he did just that. You know, at that time, Pastor looked at me like, I mean, sometimes when we, we are really radical, but, but in right. a sensible way, not, ignorant, not in an ignorant way, but a sensible, spiritual, balanced way, that you say the word of God boldly to whomever. But what we're not doing, because, man, that can sound like I'm, I'm being mean. Or, you or cut that man rude. right off. Yeah, no, you won't. No, you won't speak complications over me. What you will do is go ahead and will me on to the operating she room. She cut that man right off. And this good, is what though. we have to do. But I learned, I learned something from it. Cause yeah. When I went for mine, I did the same thing. No. No, no. What you going to, anyway. Uh, we, we're going to talk about, uh, we're talking about he's all that matter. I just got to get there real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get, don't forget your thought, Dave. Is that if you don't see through the eyes of God, mm. Of course, you can continue to see through your own natural eyes. And your natural eyes are going to get you filled up on what you can't do and what's not going to work out for you. Your natural eyes is only going to let you see what is temporal. <clears throat> Instead of seeing an eternal what is to be that you can't see. So when you see with the eyes of God, you see success. Not defeat. And but you say, but I know, you know, God is good, but I know. And he's not good, or he's not all that matter until you can tangibly touch or see with your natural eyes, and you didn't define and say that he's good. He's good if you don't say that he's good. He's good without your accolades. Mm. He's good if you don't believe mm -mm. because he is good. He is the source of where goodness comes from. Uh, Dave, you had something? No, I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Good? He is all that matters. That's why you, when we come to the gathering, we're still upset. We're still mad. We still whatever is either something on my job. It's, it's always, you know, it's always something outside of God. It's your issues. You always exalt and worship your issues. You exalt the things of this world. It's so easy for them to become your God. And you have no real use of the true living God. Mm. He's all that matters. We got to get there. You have to get to a place to where mom, no matter what you see, what you experience, God is all that matters. His kingdom, advancing his kingdom, Darius, is all that matters. And when you do that, everything else, mm -hmm. Behind that, we'll fall in line. But for you, what really matters? Can we honestly say that God is all that matters? Can we mm. honestly say that? And if not, then Satan in your life is not defeated. You won't experience the power that has been delegated to you 
to resist the enemy or your flesh because all that matters to you is your situation, your circumstance, your, your mindset, what you're going through, what you're experiencing, how you feel. It's always about your feelings. Always. Your feelings seem to be your master, and you serve your feelings. Diligently. I need to be told that I, I look good. I need to be, I need to be held, hold me. I, I, I need to see the feelings. God said, I should be enough. I'm enough. I'm more than enough. I'm everything. Until he becomes your all in all, there's no person here or will ever be born that can satisfy what you need. There's no person designed to fill that void. You're going to always need a hug. You're going to always need somebody to love you because you have not allowed him to be the lover and the captain of your soul. Your shalom. You're going to always need someone to say you're doing a good job. You don't need that hat on your back because you know why? Because he's not your all in all. And I'm looking up to another person to tell me. And we're going to talk about how we look to other people and things to be our all in all. Mm. But right now we're going to talk quickly about the six stages of Christ's victory over Satan. These are six stages of Christ's victory over Satan. The conquest is predicted in Genesis 3.15. The conquest. Is predicted. Mm. In the the very beginning. Amen. You got that right. (laughs) That's so good. And I will put enmity, mutual hatred between thee and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed. There you go. It shall bruise thou head, and thou shall bruise his heel. That is actually the first prophecy in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right there. Yeah. Right there. Genesis 3.15. Thou head is referred to, we're talking about the seed, the seed of the woman. Obviously here in this uh, scripture is we're talking about Christ, and we're talking about seed here, the other seed, we're talking about Satan. We're talking about the head and we're talking about the heel. Have you guys? His seed. Have you heard this That's before? Have teaching. you read this before? Okay. Satan has a spirit. He got a seed. But anyway. Yes, he does. Oh, he does. Oh, I know. He has a seed. But I'm just trying to tell you, that gets into a whole deeper. Mm, Christ is also known as, thank you, Jesus, as the breaker. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk much about Christ as the breaker. Go ahead. Christ is known as the breaker. He's going to break the head of Satan. Mm-hmm. Crush mm-hmm. his head. This is what saying. you do to a snake. You have to crush the head of a serpent. Mm. He said, I'm going to break, crush the head of the seed, of thou seed, Satan. And thou seed shall bruise his heel. Now, 
His hill, who are we talking about? Whose hill is it? Go ahead, Darius. No, not with the hill. The head is Satan. Mm -hmm. Him being Christ. That's right, okay. Christ. There you go. Christ. What does that mean? Man, I can't, I'm going to go quick with that. Yeah. Uh, let me just give you a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> we can talk about this offline. But basically, it's a, it means quite a few different things. Um, it could mean that while he was on the cross, and now he was nailed. He was nailed with his feet in his hand there. And as a man, see this, he could only reach a certain part of Christ, and that was the nature of Christ, humanity. But he couldn't reach the heart and soul of Christ. Mm -mm. So the heel is only the, the bottom part of him, the lower part of Christ. Wow. So it's symbolic. Your heel is the, the lower part of you. Wow. So his lower nature was bruised. Mm. Humanity, his lower nature. It's just, uh, I just want to give you a small part of that just to allow you to understand yeah. the seed and what's going to, what has happened. And how now humanity being bruised by Satan and then all the end result now he still um, reconciled humanity back unto him through all the redemptive work that was done. Did you want to? Yeah, I also look at it mm -hmm. as the, the body of Christ, mm -hmm. a, a literal body. Mm -hmm. And when you bruise something, mm -hmm. it, it could cause you to mm -hmm. stumble, it could cause you to mm -hmm. miss your stride, mm -hmm. because of that's how mm -hmm. I see the infection of the body right. of Christ, mm -hmm. because it's still going on yeah. as the body. You got to mm -hmm. remember, he's the head, mm -hmm. and we're all the body. Mm -hmm. That's right. So he's bruising the heel, which mm -hmm. would have caused so many ministries and people and, mm -hmm. and Christ to stumble. Mm -hmm. Hello? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he has worked through humanity by doing that. Mm. The conquest began in the ministry of Jesus. That's Luke 10, 18. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I like that word, conquest. The conquest is decisively achieved at the cross. Mm. Colossians 2, 13 through 15. And we talked about that already, so I won't go into that. Four, the conquest is confirmed and announced in the resurrection. Hmm. Acts 2, 24. Man, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by death. Five, the conquest is extended as the church goes out on its mission. Acts 26, 18. Mm -hmm. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Mm -hmm. Acts 26, 18. Six, the conquest is 
consummated at the return of Christ. All of this is confirming our victory with Christ when he crucified Satan. 1 Corinthians 15, 24 through 28. Now we'll read that as we approach the four minute <laughs> that's left. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he have put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For he had put all things under his feet, but when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subjected unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. What is all of that? <laughs> <laughs> Help him out. So read 28, just uh, highlight that. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Yeah. Basically, when death and the grave, and Satan himself has been conquered, and he has, then the Son himself have to subject himself mm -hmm. under the Father. That's right. And now everything, all in oh. all, has been done. Mm. <laughs> that is a whole consummation of the enemy being conquered by Christ and us with Christ, with Satan being conquered. But this has to be reality to us. It has to be real for us. And it's time that we appreciate what God has done for us. Amen. A finished work, it's time that we appreciate Amen. what he's done. He's provided eternal life. You know what you thought? He provided eternal life. He provided a way of escape out of eternal death and damnation to us. That's where you were going. It's time that we now utilize the authority that God has given us. It's crazy to have power over anything and not utilize it. You have power to when depression and sadness mm. come upon you come on. that you put on the garment of praise. You have power and authority to do that. But we, we have not, before I get going, um, Greg, you had something? I just want to agree. Mm? When uh, the, the whole summation that what Christ, uh, the work that he's done, is basically to reconcile the world back to himself, bring the world back into right standing so that we can receive all the things of God. A work had to be done. Christ had to be born. He, uh, innocent um, divinity, taking on humanity, taking on the natural flesh, had to go through and, and experience sin, and he sinned not. But to actually satisfy the debt of sin, he had to die. 
And when he did that, he conquered death. When death thought it slew God, it slew itself. And so Satan was then now, he has been conquered through the fulfilling of the law. And with all that, say with all and all, he's saying that when all this is done, it's a finished work. This is why he said on the cross, it is finished. The work is already finished. So there's no working that you have to do except to believe and to live out my life in this world. Stay the course. Don't stray away from a righteous life and a right way of thinking. Continue to consecrate yourself. Amen. Continue to separate yourself from the world and the ways of the world and how they think and how they celebrate. Mm. That's a big one. Separate yourself from the world because I came for this very purpose. My purpose for coming was to destroy the works of the enemy. Mm. He says, but iniquity is working. The spirit of iniquity is still working in this world. And among the people of God, when I destroyed the works of the enemy, as to why you shouldn't be depressed, as to why you shouldn't be angry, upset with the world because things are not going right, it should allow you to rejoice and be happy even no matter what you're going through, when my body is afflicted. But if I could just say, Jesus. This is what I'm realizing, even as you get older, your, your, your thought is not as quick. Your thinking is not real quick. As you get older, you forget. Yep. And I'm driving one day, Fee, and I'm saying, I'm saying this, God. I said, Lord God, I said, I need to keep my mind. Amen. I need to keep my mind, Sherry. If I have my mind, I still can acknowledge you. But I'm not in my right mind. I can't praise you, Mom. I can't worship you anymore. And I can't dare to think a day that I can't praise you or worship you. I need my mind. I need to be in my right mind to serve you. This is what he died for, Greg. The enemy is a defeated foe. You're simply fighting with yourself. There you go. He is a defeated foe. He's out. How you listen to somebody who's out? Yeah. The referee said, out. It's, he did a count, you're out. Yeah. You stand your hands up in victory, but then you're still saying that I lost. Mm. Because you're listening to your own way of thinking, your situation, your life. People are dictating to you how you're going to live. This is why you have to be in your right mind. You have to think right. Allow me to keep my right mind, feet. I don't care how else my body may get afflicted, but I need my right mind, Dave. Amen. I can still rejoice. I can still, even I can't speak, I can speak within me. My spirit man still lives. I can still, I can still frame my life and my children's life and my children, children's life, I can still declare victory over them. I need to be in my right mind, not my way of thinking, but the right mind. I need to still have the mind of Christ. (laughs) Satan is a defeated foe. And my life is. 
you only empower him again Amen. to rule and reign over you when you walk in disobedience. Key word. You give him permission mm. to be master over you yet again when you walk contrary to the will of God. You give him permission to rule and reign and direct your course, Whitney. Witness it, no, you won't. <laughs> you give him permission, Dave, when we walk in disobedience. God has given us clear instruction on how we should live. He's given you clear instruction on how to be a mother, a father, a husband. He's given you clear instruction. He said, your prayers, Dave, as a husband is hindered if your things are not right with your wife and you try to come to me. Get things with her first, right, and then come to me. Amen. We are deceived thinking we are having a valid conversation with our Heavenly Father when you're walking contrary to the will of God. It's just like a child you punish and tell them what they can't do. You can't do this. I'm putting you on punishment because you did X, Y, and Z. And somewhere in their mind, they seem to still think they can come and play that game. But the parent remind them, because of your disobedience, you don't have privilege to this right now. So that means that you put yourself on the outskirts of God and disobedient because you no longer have privilege to his righteousness. You don't have now the right to administer righteousness. You've still been made righteous, but you don't have the power and the permission to administer it now. That's why Satan said to some of the, uh, the believers, so-called, mm -hmm. Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? You don't have the power to administer this authority. That's right. So I'm not leaving. This is what we're trying to do without the, without the, you have the power, but when you walk in disobedience, now you can't administer. It's not there, just like the anointing it's there, but when you walk in disobedient, you cannot administer the anointing. Can't appropriate. He said, I don't give. He said, the things that I give, I don't take away. You still have the gifts, but you can't administer them. Can't destroy. Because of your disobedience, because of your heart, heart. Because you've given Satan permission to will your life. And you think, and the thing about it, when Satan do it, he confuses you and deceives you because he's an angel of light. That is God who's telling you to do these things now. Mm -hmm. You won't know. That's the tricky thing about deception. You don't know <laughs> that it's deception. That's right. You don't know you're you being think deceived. It's true. You don't know that you're being deceived. You can't try the spirit by the spirit. You don't have the spirit. So I pray that today that what you definitely have learned and walked away with is that Satan is already a defeated foe. Amen. There's no need to fight someone. And that's the worst thing, even though Satan probably deserved this. <laughs> it's the worst thing. Somebody's already beat up and dead. Then you're dead. You're still, you still emptying the bullets. <laughs> Give me another gun. This is what you're doing. This is what we're all doing. We're trying to fight. 
a fight that's already been won. Trying to claim victory that's already done. I just really pray that a rapid word has really found a place in your heart and that you see, you allow faith to embody you. And you can see faith, you can hold faith, you can grasp the whole of the word of God. This is how we live and grow days. That we allow faith to utilize its senses. Allow your faith, your new part of your birth, to see, to touch, to smell, to experience eternity while you're yet in time. You can see afar off, and your heart is not dismayed because you can see. You can see. You can see. Glory to God. I felt that. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, that's what he said to me. He said, You can see, Fee. These are things in your request and your prayer. You can see. But we say, okay, this is why we're mad. I can't see. Like, things not going right. Things not going right. No, but he said, but you can see. See it, Dave. See it, Sherry. Sherry, see her full recovery. See it. Amen. Amen. I just see it. Glory to God. Amen. I'm just looking at it. Minister, back to me. Thank you. Yeah, well, all right. I take what I just gave to you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everybody to really, um, that are sitting in these chairs that are saved right now, y'all, I mean, for real, for one second, just know that you have overcome death. You have conquered death. Does that resonate with you, Dave? You have conquered death. This is what he died for on that cross. This is what his blood was shed for. That you have overcome death. Even though you're not raptured, you, you got a day that this body, it has to come off. It has to come off. But you have conquered death. mean anything to you. I guess you have to go to hell first to find out what you conquer. I guess it's not going to be a reality to you until you're in the, where the sulfur is in the, in the uh, eternal flame. With that. I'm just saying. Some, it takes some of us to really or come close to it to really see that you are saved now. That you have, listen, you have eternity. If I would get hit by a car, if I would eat something deadly, if it, whatever, that when this pass, I know that's right, but when something, listen, until you are confronted with death, but I love it when you say when you got baptized, you saw your burial, you I saw did. your death. That's stepping in the shower grave. See, but we, we sit around here, we just sit in the chair like this, yeah, okay, that's death, okay, I'll come for you. Yeah, right. Whatever. For real? I mean, cease to exist in this realm. I'm talking about children too, because they die too. Tell the parents that over there at THK where the kids are having treatment done right now. See, until you're confronted and see death, I saw my mother die. I saw the first time I actually saw my mother die. 
I saw the phases. I saw all of it. And if some of y'all have been in there and know that heavy breathing when they're gone but their body is still functioning, it's something. See, you haven't seen death or experienced death. See, that's just the natural. I'm talking about the total separation from him. See, we, see it's not moving us that we've been redeemed from it. You didn't have to. He had shared that one verse. Even though some of us are called to be martyrs. See, we don't think that's in America. What do you think is that happening in America? Just think, it's, just think about that. The way things are being set up, because we can see. Your watchmen on the wall can see. There's a lot of things that are going to be changed in the next 24 months in America. You better know Christ. You better know a higher source than yourself. You better have a relationship with the real God. And I'm talking about power. When y'all leave here today, as I said, after the preached word has come, that's supposed to be a change in someone else's life around you because of what you've heard today.